morning, Lightship Explorers, and welcome to a very interesting episode of Wayspotters. Now, Niatic has dropped a bombshell on us, and that bombshell is the leftovers from the Wayfarer Criteria Challenge. Before we get too deep into that, we do have some special guests on with us today, and blame Jamal. So Jamal, how are you going? I am so excited to talk about these criteria updates. You cannot even imagine. And I think it's time for our guests to reveal themselves to Jamal, because he has no idea who's sitting in this call with us. We have the first special guest I'm going to introduce is a patron of us and is Jamal's friend and partner in crime from Seattle, Maddie G. We also have Pokemon Trainer Jay, who you guys will probably remember from the forums. He is also one of our patrons. So, what do you think I have chosen these two very particular people for to talk about? Yes, it's the Criteria Challenge. So I'm going to get into it. Firstly, Maddie G, how are you going? Well, good day, good day, good day. Things are going very well here, and I'm excited to be here and share my thoughts. Well, and who's this Maddie start- G guy? I know Grimmer, and I know, um, I, I don't know, who's this Maddie G guy? <laughs> He's just got 20 names now, Jamal. 19. And the G is guest. So we also have Trainer J. Trainer J, how are you going? Yeah, all good. All good. So, uh, Trainer J is our resident forum expert, so I wanted to make sure that they were here because they will know the takes from the forum that we won't. So, Trainer J, just so you know, I was talking to some people about you in very glowing <laughs> terms, uh, and I, I think I even made that uttered the phrase "Pokemon Trainer J is very vociferous on the forums." I believe was my good what? <laughs> so, I'm going to read what Tintino has posted, and I'm going to try and cut out as much as I can. But there is a lot of stuff we need to cover, and I want us to all give our takes on each of the sections of this. So, firstly, 1,045 people participated. Is that more or less than we thought? Less. I thought we'd get more participation than that if we're talking about a worldwide Wayfair challenge. More, because they didn't advertise it well. So. <laughs> I expected a lot less people than a thousand. And tiebreak manager. Yeah, it, it's certainly less than I thought uh, as well. I, I feel like I know about a thousand Wayfarers that have certainly done that. Uh, my, my guess was hitting at about 1,000, so this is about where I expected it to land. I think they didn't advertise it well. The forum doesn't have more than 1,000 active people. You didn't see places like GoHub covering it and advertising it, and it sort of started the day it was announced, and I think that probably didn't help its cause, and I think a lot of people just didn't want to have to go through the effort of getting a screenshot and submitting it. So, all right, so Jamal, do you want to read through the criteria Lee submitted then? Yes. So, um, one thousand, like you said, one thousand forty-five participants. Criteria least submitted: post offices, 02 percent; sports arenas, 0.4 percent; and pavilions, 0.5 percent of all submissions. Now, I got some questions 
And maybe we can finally get a call <laughs> on this about the difference between a pavilion and a gazebo. But however, well, I we'll be talking about roofless gazebos soon and legless oh, gazebos. Yes. Um, what about the top three criteria submitted? Jay, do you want to take that? What were the top three? So what's going yes. to get you your upgrade? <laughs> Had unique art or architecture, hiking trails and markers, and private residence or farmland for the top three. I didn't think it would be art or architecture. I think that's interesting. Um, I really thought restaurants would make it in there. I didn't think PRP would be on there. I thought that's pretty well explained. But, but well, I think Lachlan, someone wanted someone from Niantic just to say no. If you go back a couple episodes, Lachlan, I told you trail markers was going to be in the top three, and that's what I, I voted for. We said trails. We said trails. Yep. And bike so I'm going to get my extra so I'm upgrade. I'm hoping they clumped it together. I'm going to get my extra upgrade. I'm pretty excited about that. And I know what I'm going to use it on. But I'm happy that majority of people know how to say yes to sports arenas and know how to say yes to post offices. Michael, I, I'm curious, were people submitting just regular post boxes and marking them as post offices? Like, I, I want to know what type of post offices we're talking about. I know some people did submit post boxes, post offices, because it's closest. Yes. And Would that be the King George post boxes? Yeah, and E2R of all of them. We can have a whole different episode on that. <laughs> More than happy to have you on for part two of the British post boxes. I also see a lot of so, nominations in neighborhoods, right, where they yeah. have all the post boxes together, like more like a postal center. So if yep. that part might have been part of it. I I I just I've had to tell people no, you can't submit the Australia Post mail drop off box. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> just because it's outside your house. No, you can't submit every single bus stop. I'm actually surprised bus stops didn't um, make an appearance here, so it's good to see that people actually have read the criteria or old versions of the criteria. So, Tatino goes to write, there's a lot of unique and interesting nominations. There are others that seemed to tiptoe very closely to the rejection borderline. We hope that clarif these clarifications and points made below will help you with your nominations next time you come across a great candidate. Several things were apparent across a majority of the submissions, and here are what they have to say. So the eligibility and acceptance criteria do not mean that a nomination should be accepted, but there are many great nominations that meet one or two of the criteria but end up being clear rejections based on location, intended use, presentation, and overall failing within the rejection criteria. So presentation, to me, that says orientation, low-quality photo. Uh, is anyone else getting some other vibes out of that? Because obviously location is pretty clear as to why most people reject for that. Yep, that's, I'm, I'm getting the same vibes you are. Yeah, I agree. Same here. Um, because if someone's presenting something wrong, and I don't know how they're presenting it wrong, I'm, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so for many of the submissions, we kept asking ourselves, what story does this place tell? What makes it interesting? Were there many submissions with potentially great way spots in the description? Potentially great way spots, but the descriptions, titles, and supporting info could have used some work. If this is something interesting to you, tell us why this can help us take what might be generic and commonplace to the next level and make it more interesting and as an eligible candidate. We'll cover um, flourishes later, but I think Jamal's going to have a smile as we talk about them literally telling us to add a little bit of flourish onto your nomination. And do what you can to prove its uniqueness, permanency, or access. Dig a little deeper into its story to share with us. Keep in mind, with something that may be generic to some people, but is actually important in the local community. 
Think about the supporting info you're adding, photo description, pin location, etc. These points were a high level of summary of the submissions and points that kept being questions. Now we'll dive deeper into some of the, these submissions. While I wish there was a better way to show this, I wanted to make sure that we gave more information than not enough. Hope this helps. You know, that's a, that's a key phrase there, Lachlan. And I like it. We want to give more information than less. One of the things that I have complained about time over time is that Niantic does not communicate enough and doesn't give us enough information. So this information overload, I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm loving this. Let's go. So I'm going to pass off to Matty G. Can you talk about the unique art or architecture? So just go through the, the drop point for this and uh, pause if you want to talk about something or think it deserves a talk. For sure. So this is unique art and architecture, and there's a handful of submissions uh, and photos as well. So as you're listening to the episode, make sure you're following along in the forum as well. So the first one they're going to start with actually is art, right? It might be a beautiful painting or culturally relevant area. But then the next question is, is it permanent, right? Uh, a painting on the wall could be moved. So uh, that, that becomes into question. And then the particular one that they're using right now to show is actually in a hotel lobby. It is publicly accessible, so it's not private residence. But then, you know, is it going to be something that's going to be there forever? And as Tantino goes through, he talks about maybe it's better actually to nominate the hotel, right? Is it some one of the oldest hotels in town? Or is there something else that can help paint the story about why this nomination might be something that's Wait successful? a minute. Did you just nice say pop. nominate a hotel? Wait, what? That's not allowed, is it? Well, really the hotel depends. might be interesting, and it might meet the cultural relevancy ticks. You know, it's got no grade two listed hotels in you or anything like that. <laughs> just a bit. This is opening up a whole lot of different options for Blame Jamal. Think of it this way, Jamal. I'm salivating. How are you going to sell the only one-star hotel in your area? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> are you kidding me? There's a one-star hotel right across the street from the Greyhound station that I that is in an empty cell that I may just drive over there first thing in the morning. It also may be a meeting place for certain types of people. You said Whether that the very wants well. People playing that game yeah. is a different question or not. Right. Sorry, Maddie. Continue. Oh no problem at all. I think we've uh, covered that one. The next bullet that we have uh, is actually a picture of a on a sidewalk. It's a tile that's actually uh, engraved with some. I like what whether it be. I think we're just calling it glyphs is actually the the way that they described it here. But there's a, like a sunburst and an arrow. All the rest of the tiles on the ground are generic. And then there's a tile here. So, you know, this is one that does stick out. But uh, again, like Tintino mentioned earlier in the basic summary, what's the story here, right? Was Was the brick put in there for some kind of reason? What really makes it unique other than just it looks different than the rest of them. And there are carvings and drawings on it. Sounds like it's uh, captain's Lachlan's mystery pirate treasure arrow. 
I don't know. How's Jamal going to sell this? Well, that's the map to <laughs> oh, the treasure. Oh, 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 that's right. Maddie, you took the words right out of my mouth. Rumor has it, this arrow will show you the way to get to Captain Lachlan's pirate treasure. You just need to walk three paces to the left and four Lachlan's to the right. Oh, I've got this down. We're, we're good to go. And then the treasure is Jamal the Hungry Wombat. Absolutely. So, Maddie, why do you think Tintino is, is borderline on this one? Well, for me, if I look at that, and, and without without the supporting photo and any of the description there, how big is this? Is it a small tile that happens to be in there? There's there's nothing that really tells me why it's important, why someone would want to meet there. Uh, I I guess it's art, but it's just kind of a tile on the sidewalk. And Jay, what's your take on the? The, the singular mosaic tile-esque fancy I, think it's, I don't know what people would be taking this as. I think because Tintino has only given us that one picture, it's difficult to judge because there's no support information, links. It could be this is an art trail that goes this way that was installed X amount of years ago and is more relevant. So I guess he is borderline with just the picture, but with support info, it could be a lot better. Than it looks <laughs> and i think the interesting thing to mention about this um as as people are going through the forums and they're reading this tintino doesn't really give us any guidance on this as to whether or not they think that we should accept this into the game onto the game board the quote is as mentioned above i suggest taking some time to learn about this before submitting it and share the details with reviewers what about this brick makes it unique What's the story? I'm definitely interested in learning more about it. So it's kind of a lukewarm, kind of milk toast kind of response. It doesn't say one way or the other, you should accept this or you should submit it. And I think what a lot of explorers are, speak for myself, what I'm looking for is more of a black and white. But like Lachlan knows, I love the gray area. I thrive in the gray area. I've probably got 75 accepted nominations that are firmly in the gray area that Sea Princess would like jump up and down and say they don't need to be in the game, but they are. So on that note, I actually have done a little bit of research on this myself and using the handy tool that Microsoft Edge provides you, you can hover over any image in Edge and do a visual search or search for images and similar images. And it looks like these sorts of markers are traditionally in places uh, and point you towards the church. So it's the church trail for the morning mass. So I'm sure you could come up with a very nice church trail and make this root markers. Oh, I'm sure you could have fun with it. I could have fun, a lot of fun with it. I, I do and, think uh, that's the point though, right? That, you know, they're, they're, it can't be prescriptive. Otherwise we won't get these descriptions, right? If, if, if Nyanta gives us the black and white and doesn't leave for the gray area, now I just put in decorative tile. And I don't put anything in the description yeah. to really drive that. So I, I do understand why it might not just be yes, no, this is good, this is not. You mean like footbridge? <laughs> footbridge, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I actually, well, we'll get to that later, but I actually found some of those um, basketball court import boy spots near me. And um, nice. I actually had to mark one of them as a duplicate because they placed it about... Uh, five meters away from the half court. But the other one there is actually at a waste spot I've had. Uh, I know members of the community have had rejected a couple times. And it's of the 
the basketball stadium center. So I was going to add a photo to that and change the name. And I think that will be a very successful addition from Niantic. Great. Thank you. But yes, I, I love these half incomplete nominations. And when I see a footbridge named footbridge, there is a title and description of it coming in for it very quickly. So what about these big murals? We love them. And I'm, I'm not sure how much more we need to say. I think we, we see murals. Hopefully we can get a little bit of the story behind what it is. Uh, the particulars I think that are important out of the bullet points that they're talking about with this example are, you know, there's actually several different pictures and if they're physically separated or they're different, they can actually be put in potentially as two different points of interest. Which is a very Lachlan thing to do with a mural. (laughs) It is a very Lachlan. It's a very, it's a very blame Jamal thing to do with the mural. But one thing I think is interesting about this is what Tintino says. And I'll read it. If I were nominating this, I would place the pin in the middle of the mural or at the most accessible location slash focal point and add the other two in the supporting uh, supporting information section. If the sections of the mural tell a distinct enough story or are physically separate enough intentionally, it may make sense to add them individually, but not in this example. Now, Tintino, love you to death, but if there's a S2 cell that goes in the middle of this, I'm submitting two murals. That's just me. What's an S2 cell? Well, well, we'll cover that in a future episode of Voice Yes, Follows. yes. More to come stay on that. Tuned. Thanks stay for tuned. the tease. You might have just given me a little commercial to run. Fantastic. Um, now, what's with this uh, X with a line through it? I'm glad that I'm actually the one to get to cover this because this is definitely one of those. Is this your nomination? For me. It's not. Uh, I would like to find where it's at, though. Uh, so for those of you listening, since this is audio format, uh, an X with a line through it on the side of a building, uh, and what it actually is, is a logo for a corporation. So maybe the company's interesting, maybe it's not, but this is just their logo. So it, for me, it was a lot of gray area. And again, we're left with that same gray area again, quoting, while some company logos have been accepted, you should consider if the logo is truly something that you'd point out to your friends or visitors, or you'd rather show them a unique shop with a great history. Like a couple of the appeals uh, I've had successfully approved of businesses <laughs> because of their giant hungry jacks. Logos. No, I've not submitted a hungry jacks, but the the Bunnings Hammer on yes. Allwood Street. Yes, and that's the Australian version of of Home Depot, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. And counter suits, uh, GYG mural, which is basically Australian Taco Bell. Okay. We Lachlan. have Taco Bells, but I, I, I have to I have to derail you here. So I have a question: Who gets mentioned more on Wayspotters? Here's your four candidates: Cow in a suit, Maddie G, Sea Princess, or Hair Across Boss. Who gets mentioned more? You left off Tintino, surely. Well, Tintino's the number one. He's the meta guy. I'd have to but say Sea Princess. You think Sea Princess? I was going to say... You do a it, lot more talking than I do. Yeah, I, I was going to say it might be... I don't know. Pokemon Trainer Jay has been coming up lately. Your name has been coming up a lot on these episodes, especially on an episode that you guys will hear at some point that we will probably tease forever until we actually tell you guys what it is. But I think I said your name twice on there. Okay, 
back to this, Lachlan. I, I think the Pokemon trainer Jesus. Every time we bring up the forums, you're the first person that's probably commented on every. <laughs> I do trainer. tend to post a lot on that. Well, the thing I love about that is I always know where you stand. I just scan the forums, and your name you're on like every post. I'm like, what does this guy do? Like every post that's important, you're like right there on it, and you're like saying what you mean, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, get him, get him. I don't have to do anything because Pokemon Trainer Jay has got it for me. So it's really cool. So what about the recycle love to get us back on track? So I'll this take... is another great one. Oh, go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead, Maddie. I want to hear what you have to say about this one. Yeah. Um, uh, and I specifically, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to go through this one and then come back with a question because it's been on my mind for quite a while. And I think uh, Tintino and, and team were almost there as they went through it as well. So this is, it's a giant, metal shape of a heart and it's actually three-dimensional and there are what appear to be bottle caps filling the thing and the initial question was like is it temporary is it movable and if you zoom in you can see that it's bolted to the ground which is important when we're doing things like that right to understand you know i there was a uh, a wooden carving statue i was uh, reviewing earlier today and it was not in any pictures, including the, the Google image of the uh, photosphere that was put there. So, you know, was that statue just moved there? I don't know. But in this case, we have a, a statue that clearly bolted to the ground and, you know, really shows that it's going to be something that's permanent there. Um, so, again, it's, it's really unique. Uh, it's certainly something that we want to take a look at. And for me, this is absolutely art that I would put into uh, as, and, and approve if I'm reviewing this nomination. Uh, but, you know, they specifically flag it's the artistic decorative value of the recycling station, not making recycling stations an inherently eligible category as a whole. Correct. And, and to me, to even know, I, I don't have the rest of the description that goes along with the nomination, right? But to, to say that that's a recycling center to me that looks like a piece of art that they're just happened to be filling in with recyclables i would agree it's with part that of well. the art yeah without seeing the title and description and the supplemental information i would take this as art that has become functional not the other way around i don't think this particular one but one of these did bounce around a forum topic a while ago i remember i can't remember what the end result was on it but it was probably heavily discussed on there hopefully you look through that before Nice. Maddie, so what was your a question? reverse image search of oh sorry oh no Maddie said he wanted to to discuss it then he had a question did you get your question answered Maddie well so so for me in my community we actually have uh, several art installations since this category is specific about art but they they rotate them once a year right every May it's a new statue sculpture weird pile of garbage that looks fancy as art, right? Whatever it might be. Um, so handling those kind of things, is that something that needs to be updated basically annually if we get those points put in? Or how would you handle that? I think does it stay in the same world? location? Matty? It does. Photos. So we have a mural quite local to me that changes every season. And I've just put something, something mural and then update it with photos. Uh, if that's something you can do, say, city art, something, and then add in additional photos. Unless the edits themselves take more than a year. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, uh, you might uh, just want Jay, to demol it. I, I would, I would um, go that route versus removing it if it's going to get painted mm-hmm. over. Uh, I think on episode 29, Lachlan and I talked about <clears throat> the time that I actually removed a, uh, a waste spot. And, and the one I didn't remove is a one that I know is going to change a couple times a year because it's, it's sponsored by a bank and it's on the side of a community center. And they have kind of a quarterly to every other quarter, maybe every three quarters, uh, a local artist to come in and paint the mural. And then they paint it white and then the new person wins and they get to paint over it. So I didn't want to remove it because I knew being local that a new one was going to show up. So I would go along with your saying, just every time it changes, just go in and do an edit and just hope it doesn't take, you know, 18 years. And, you know, by the time you've changed it to the current, there's something new there now. And what I find interesting about that love heart bottle cap, I just sent the link to you guys is the first instance I can find of this on the web is actually in Russia. So, you know, we might want to think of Russia as what it is, but the people, the people are still inherently good if they would, you know, fill stuff like this. And I'm sure this isn't from Russia, um, but I'm sure that they could have got a much better photo of the, the love heart as well. This is one, if I saw it, I would try and do a nice centered photo on, but obviously still approve it. Now, I think Jay... I think you can take the fence or the the trim or whatever it is. Is it, uh, so it's the blue building thing or do you want That's me to do the, the fence bit, sir? Oh, both. Why not? Yeah. So says, this release mission was a great example of need for supporting information, which we can't see saying about saying the story behind it, how it has historic value or unique architectural history looking at it without any information it's just a blue building with some markers on and obviously we can't see the supporting information at the moment but that may help to sell it say it's a certain artist or certain architect architect that does those buildings i think it's (laughs) looking at it just as is i'd probably skip it (laughs) This one to me is a little more nuanced. Um, and I and I agree with what Tintino says, is that this one is a great example of the need for supporting information. Tell us a story behind it to help the reviewers see the value. It's a relief. So they're not submitting the building. They're submitting the intricate cuts and chips and, you know, that the artist put in there to, to bring out the art. So essentially it's, the artist's work is cutting the clay or the brick or whatever is away from the rest of the building. So in the supporting information, you need to explain to the reviewer what they're actually seeing. Cause just seeing the photo, it looks like a generic building to me. And I wouldn't have known it's the actual relief unless I read what Tintino said. So, and I, I think the, the benefit of this one, it looks like it's in a shared residential building. And that's just based on the curtains you can see. They have clearly different designs. So seeing the full scale, you probably could tell if this was shared residential or not. So if you do sell it well, you might be able to get around the private residential part. Now, lastly, in this category, I think Jay is probably the best equipped to handle this because I think a lot of Americans looked at this and said, what in blazes is that? (laughs) So Jay. Yeah, so this one, I did have the same reaction at first. (laughs) 
but looking at it, it's noted that it's a stone ruin, but that Tintin has also put it could represent a trailhead or distinguishing area to explore. And the picture's not fantastic if it's meant to be the stone ruin on the right, which probably focus on that more and details on what it is. I don't know where that is looking at it. <laughs> and then Tatino does also mention that they noticed the description is very close to being a clear copy paste job. And obviously they could simply rephrase that. So some people might take a photo of a plaque or something and just put what's on it. Some people add a bit more information rather than copy pasting. And some people just go straight to Wikipedia or something and copy that and use that. It shouldn't do. So I think, yes, obviously the photo for this one could be improved and maybe this was their supporting photo. And I think, Maybe that's they felt it was the best way of showing it in context. But again, this is the sort of circumstance where a little bit of flourish actually gets your nomination across the line. I think this this reminds me of uh, Heracross Boss's ruins in the middle of the forest that he mentioned. You know, it, it's that same sort of... They exist, they've got a history in the area, but they're not, you know, your traditional way spot. I think this one definitely needs a better photo because I was just imagining like the Ingress horizontal version of this. I'm like, oh, and then I pictured in my head the Pikmin flower. I'm like, oh, it's just the road. <laughs> so this definitely needs a photo improvement, but I wouldn't flat right out and reject this one. Um, if the context that they gave, if they just said wall, I probably would say no and probably use low quality photo on them. But if there was a little bit more context about what it is, you know, you might be able to sell me and win me over on it. Now, I really want to tr take the, the hiking trails because these things get rejected like crazy all across the world. And I know they're a bit of a scourge in the UK, the low quality <laughs> ones. So we will get to you. But Lachlan, you've been drooling getting to this specific part of the show. I just well, saw you. I, this is what I selected on the, <laughs> right. the list of what I want to complain about. So for the listeners, you guys can't see it, but we can see each other right now. Lachlan's been in his head kind of doing that. You know, when you spin your fingers, like, come on, speed it up. Let's go. He's been anxious to get to this part. So Lachlan, run wild. Let's go, sir. Let's see what you got here. All right. To quote Tintino, hiking trails and markers make great way spots. This includes urban footpaths and routes intended for pedestrian use. However, this does not mean that they all should be accepted. All right, so this is going to be a very decisive Yeah, discussion. it's going to get a little spicy. <laughs> We're happy to add some clarification to these, as they're clearly a great place to be social, and they spark exploration. But you'll find some details that we hope will help you review similar types of nominations. So the first couple trail examples they're showing off are the... Well, we'll focus on the two round ones first. We've got a round thing that says public footpath, and it's stapled into a plank which is probably a permanent location and it has you know arrows pointing in the direction of it right and then we have a second one a little lower which is also a circular thing in the hampshire county which is also just a footpath and an arrow now i know these circular wave markers are very common in some parts of the world thankfully not so much in australia we actually go to the effort of making them big and bold and extravagant or we have them as fingerboards which is what we have directly below it and fingerboards is the term the Brisbane City Council uses for the signs that are basically street signs but aren't street signs. And they're used for waypointing because they still point the way. 
These are the types of trail markers that are definitely eligible. They look official because of the country plates or have trail names on them. We love that. We would also love to see what is interesting about this trail. Was it the first trail in the area? What are you on about, Tintino? This is a trail. <laughs> Maybe it was the 12th trail. Maybe that's what makes it interesting. It's like Apollo 11. The 11th time was the, the successful one. So the second point that comes to mind is how many of these trail markers are there? Are they distinguishable and far enough apart that it doesn't make the others less unique? Now, they didn't give us a guide of a distance between them. I'm going to assume one S2 cell, Jamal. Yes. I'm going to do more than assume. Enough difference. Yes. I'm going to do more than assume one S2 cell. I'm going to go ahead and say it for everybody listening. One S2 cell. Now, for the street sign looking one or the fingerboards as we're going to call them. It may look like a street sign, which are not eligible waste spots. So I'm happy that they do clarify that here. Your road street is not an eligible waste spot. But it's important to make sure that a footpath or trail marker during review because this one is themed after planets, is it? I can't even read that zoomed in. I think it says something about Neptune. I think it says something about Neptune there. So, the name of the trail, it fits a thing. So, I'm going to use a local example. The the Brisbane Walks, the 5,000 Steps Walks. They're great trails. They're named and they have routes that walk around. And they're spaced out about 50 meters. Which is Jamal, for your speak, that's about 10 S2 cells. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So... You know, that's a reasonable... Or is it 5S2 cells? Anyway, it's a reasonable amount of cells. Right. As long as it's 1S2 cell, I don't care. Just give me 1S2 cell and I'm good. So you can submit the fingerboard as long as they've got a trail name on them. It can't just say this way. So that's good to know. For the last trail marker, we narrowed in on the difficulty. It might be hard to prove the actual location since it may or may not be on Street View. This highlights the importance of local explorers who know the area. So if you are reviewing as a friend to the area, think if I was a local, does this feel right? You know what I think Tintino is saying there, Lachlan, if I'm going to read between the lines, don't upgrade this one. That's what I think he's telling us. <laughs> yes, if you upgrade it, it will actually get through the system so that you can appeal it. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> Not just wait for years for it to get rejected. So Jay, you're in the land of these circular trail markers. What do you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> so I think the UK community probably submitted a lot of these because I recognize the two circular ones. So for public, the ones that are marked and to say public footpath, most of the UK say they're not good because they're not really a trail pointing you to go to a specific location. It's just saying, yes, you can walk this way. You can take a shortcut here down this I use UK word, you might not know, chitty way, but like yeah, yeah. an alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> and just saying, yes, you can go this way. This is public land, not this is private land and go through. Whereas I submit a lot of trail markers, but I wouldn't submit a public footpath. I'll submit something like the Montal Trail or similar trails like that, because they actually point a way to go and encourage you to explore. No one's going to say yes i'm gonna explore down this public footpath you might go i'll take a shortcut this way but you're not really going that way to explore anything 
for me and probably for most of the UK. <laughs> My takeaway was if you Jamal the hell out of this, you can get it approved. But if you don't, you won't. <laughs> oh, did you just turn yeah, me into people a People put in no effort. They just go public footpath. Yeah. Oh my path. god, I love that. Jay, he just turned me into a verb. I love that. I'm a ver- not only am I a wombat, but I'm now a verb. That makes now, me Now, G, you you've 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 been pretty quiet on this front. So what's what's your take on these um trail locations? So locally we have uh I guess let's call it a, a state owned park, and there are similar disc like this kind of pointing the way and whoever has been submitting there is actually putting the uh, geo coordinates to tell the difference, to make them unique and stand out, which I think was actually just a little bit more detail than, you know, Hey, footpath or walking trail uh, or yellow trail with the yellow arrow pointing <gasps> one direction. So the so. only place I would allow a yellow trail is at Yellowstone national park. <laughs> Or to point towards, oh, was the yellow, yellow was a Beatles Road? song, was it? Maybe. No, see, Yellow Brick Road's getting down Jamal territory. Yeah. <laughs> yellow Ledbetter? Can we go Pearl Jam maybe? Okay, anyway. Anyway, so the next example they want to provide is, this one appears to be a, a mass-produced like stencil spray paint on kind of uh, trail marker. So, you know, mass produced in the sense that the line and the template's the same and they just put a different sticker on for what number they want to put on. So permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the comment on these ones is distance markers can make great waste spots. The challenge of these is at what distance will you find the next marker? Are they spaced out in a way that provides value to the trail? They'll encourage exercise for sure. Similarly, what makes each one unique? Is each mile or kilometer named after a famous person locally or regionally? Do they look officially painted versus someone using chalk or their own paint? Now, this example looks officially painted. Mm-hmm. It does. <clears throat> and we actually have a couple of these, which are sticks in the ground with numbers on them. That are sort of the, tr- the mile markers. So it's good to see that those make yeah. great way spots. Yeah. And it explains why I got one approved off appeal. <laughs> when I was in Mexico, um, they had them every 100 meters down the main road where our hotel was staying and that coincided with the bus stop for the most part. And again, Lachlan, I say, you know, uh, Tintino says here, uh, make sure that they're spaced out uh, in a way that provides value to the trail. You know, my unit of measure there, it's not a Lachlan, it's an S2 cell. So (sighs) here we go. Survey markers. Here we go. Let's go. Now, Let's go. Thankfully, I'm not in New South Wales. That's all I want to say on that. Where You're the not plague Woodward. has jumped the has jumped the boat. So, I'm going to read the copy here, and I'm going to try and do it in my best Tintinoisms. Not an accent, just my Tintinoisms. Survey markers. <sighs> of course, they came up. <laughs> so. These were also heavily discussed by the team. While we understand that these are super generic in some parts, in others, they are very unique. From our experience, we've seen these to be placed at the peaks of mountains, historically significant areas, etc. While in other areas, they're overproduced and are not interesting at all. Similar to the ones shown below. Now, if there is an interesting or historical story to the survey marker, by all means, nominate it. 
but make sure to add that to the title description and all the supporting information. And this one in particular didn't seem to have that, and it seemed to be the size of a coin along the ledge of a street without pedestrian access. Dun, dun, dun! New South Wales, you're on notice. Hopefully you got all the ones you wanted to get in now. I can just see so, Woodwose's face right now. I can just see it. Well, I know Woodwose got all the ones he wanted through because <laughs> right. you put them in review there and they approved in hours. It's just ridiculous. So I still have one in review in Seattle that we found when we were exploring oh, yeah. during That's one right. of the raid days with your name on it, Lachlan. Not literally <laughs> oh, in the description. He doesn't know about this. Captain Lachlan's. That was one of those hills, Maddie G, that I almost died on. Lachlan, there was a couple of times on those hills that Maddie G was going to have to carry me up the hill. I put him on notice. I'm like, if there's one more step, he's got to carry me. He could just roll you down the hill. Eventually, you land in water and just float back home. Everyone was welcome to ride in my backpack. Yes. Uh, Okay. I'm not going to use that (laughs) out of context. Um. So I, we're all in agreement here. This is good news yes, to actually have some solid news. clarification and a photo great. example. Lachlan, if you don't mind, I want to take private... Re- re- oh, start over. Lachlan, if you don't mind, I want to take private residence and farmland. And I'd love to read the copy of this because I'm interested to see what our two special guests think about this. So our take has been that candidates on private residences and... Pri- okay. Our take has been that candidates on private family residential property are ineligible. This includes outward-facing boundary walls that are part of the residence or otherwise on the privately owned residential land. However, shared spaces of apartments, gated communities, or other shared spaces might be eligible assuming it otherwise meets criteria and is intended to be accessed by a community, even if not everyone. Easements, right-of-ways, and sidewalks are too broad to make a global statement on, but the guidance is the same as above. If it is part of a private residence, it is ineligible. If evidence supports shared municipal use land, it is not ineligible. So, Maddie, do you want to talk about the picture that we see here? Um, and kind of explain to the listeners what Tintino's talking about when he says, in this case, the object being nominated is on the outside wall of what looks to be an apartment building or otherwise shared dwelling building and is a prominent artistic display. During review, it looked like it was it was an official permanent artistic display set up by the property manager and not an individual's private collection. So Tintino says, yes, this is eligible if reviewing. I would look at the title description and supporting information to get more of the story. Maddie G, what do you think about this? I definitely think I need the rest of the story. Um, but for me, this is a, an art installation. And again, art is clearly in the eye of the beholder because this just looks like eight eye beams that were cut and slapped up against a wall to me. Mm-hmm. But again, no, <laughs> no, no problem. Um, I'm sure Banksy it did it. Don't worry. Just, just say it was Banksy. Yeah. Ah, very good. <laughs> if I, if I'm the nominator, that's a 
you're asking to get rejected with this photo. Like you could give you some more context. Like I have no idea what I'm looking at. And granted, I can't see the supporting information, but that doesn't tell me anything. I could almost be looking at something on the ground from that picture. There's just no context at all. Frustrating. But I, I think but, we missed that here in the forum totally with, with all of these, right? It's just the main picture that would be the photo disc or, you know, however it shows. But A waypoint. Yes, thank you. Uh, just being the main photo and not having the description, any of the supporting information or the secondary photo or even the map, right? We could very clearly see if this is an apartment building, a government building or a private residence pretty quickly if we had that other information wait a minute are you saying that there's nuance to reviewing is that what you're saying and nominating (laughs) all i'm all i'm hearing is if you live in a apartment building and there is art in your lobby i'm sure if you jamal the hell out of it you're gonna get a waste spot at your house when you hit the appeal button so Keep that in mind, anyone who happens to live in a shared residential building. And, you know, gated communities like Disneyland. You know, if if they didn't make examples for gated communities, Disneyland wouldn't be eligible to have waste spots in it. If you want to use the big scale of, you know, in and out. You had to go to the macro scale, right? (laughs) Oh, look, I, I need something that people can't argue with. Right, exactly. Are there Disneylands in Australia? What's a Disneyland? Okay, that's what I thought. All right. Now, moving right along to the next one. This one is very interesting, right? So what we're looking at, if you're not looking on the forums right now and you're driving in your car, don't pull up the forums because I don't want you to do that while you're driving. But what I see before I read it is someone's front yard that is leading to the street. And there is a humongous pair of dice in their front yard. And what I mean by humongous is... is Probably half a Lachlan tall and half a Lachlan wide, right? I'd say it's about maybe a Lachlan long. Yeah, maybe a Lachlan long. Um, And what Tintino says here is, in this case, while the dice look fun and may catch my eye while driving by, we've decided the location is not intended to be accessed safely by pedestrians. There are no sidewalks, and the grassy area looks to be private property. Furthermore... Any visitors to this grassy area may obstruct the entrance and it may encourage trespassing or present danger from nearby traffic, which makes this, uh, which we consider ineligible. And I would agree with that. Um, It just looks like somebody put some dice in their front yard and it looks to be like a secondary road, not a busy street, but there's no sidewalks and there would really be no place to safely pull over. So I'm imagining this becoming a gym and there'd be nowhere to safely raid for this other than pulling in the driveway of this private residence or, or standing on walking the along the cl- to use sea princess is very upset about this one. Jamal. I just want to say that from the forefront. She asked me cause I invited her on us to be our third mystery special guest for you, but she's busy at dragon con and didn't bring enough audio equipment with her. But this you can see in front of those dice is a very well worn down section of grass. Correct. We'll get to the words well worn down section of grass in a bit. That, to me, indicates that this is a heavily walked across section of land. I can also tell by the parked car in the background that this is in a a country like Australia where we drive on the left. Mm -hmm. So which tells me 
that you can just pull over on the grass, cross the road from this, and you're fine. Because that's what you do. I actually think that these dice may be mailboxes. Now, I have no evidence to back that up, but this seems like the sort of thing an Aussie would do to put a fun-looking mailbox at their house. Or like a parcel box. So, I think it's clear that we're seeing it from the five-point angle, but I wouldn't say outright that this doesn't have pedestrian access because not everywhere has a footpath. If you're in the country, yet you're going to walk along the grass strip next to the road because that's what you do. And that's up to the local area who know their community best of is this safe to walk through. I think they could have picked a better example of footpath, but I think what people wanted was to say this is private residence. Right. They're not saying this is private residence. They're saying that this doesn't have pedestrian access. And I want to make that clear. If it is a mailbox, I wouldn't approve it. And if it's a private residential mailbox. But if it happens to just be an artistic installation outside the front, I probably would give favorable stars to this. I probably wouldn't give it five stars for safe access. You'd probably get three because it most likely does. You can tell by the worn down road. But again, that's as someone who's assuming this is from an Australian-esque thing. Because this feels like Australia. I wouldn't be surprised if this is in Queensland or even in Brisbane. So I was going to hold off until the next bullet point when we get there. But that brings up kind of what I wanted to talk about too with this one, Lachlan. This example and then the next one we'll get to, neither of them show a sidewalk. And they both say no pedestrian access. Right? So... What is the example when there actually is a sidewalk with the government-owned easement in front of the yard that's not actually the private residence, right? How, how does that fit in? So I think, Jamal, uh, probably go ahead and we can move to the next one and pick it up there because yeah, that's okay. really I agree. I think that example that's a, as well. I think that's a perfect segue. So the next one is a Little Free Library, and I'll just read directly from the text. Little Free In Library- Australia, this is 100% acceptable. I I knew that was coming before I even read it. Little free libraries are eligible nominations. The submissions and others like it question where, oops, let me start over. The submissions, this submission and others like it question whether they are acceptable or not, but it is more of a, it's more nuanced than that. Again, they are eligible, but this one here is tricky. While many little free libraries are on the sidewalk outside of apartment buildings or are on municipal communal property, this one is placed at the end of a private driveway onto a street, which makes it potentially a dangerous location, similarly to the dice above. Any visitor on this quote-unquote sidewalk or quote-unquote car-off loading area may encourage trespassing or create a dangerous traffic situation, uh, making it ineligible. So I'm Maddie, I'm going to throw it back to you, but I'm going to disagree. I like Lachlan think that this is 100% eligible. Uh, I, what I what I want to say is if someone has put this here and it has hit all of their local guidelines and regulations to get it there, they have approvals for it to be there, which means correct. they have approvals for people to pull over and use it. Or yes. they have pe- approval for people to stop there. This is a little side street. This is in America. I can tell by the the direction of the cars. Uh, they're pointing, they're, they're, they're driving on the right, which is just, ugh. And also the roads, you can tell, definitely feel American. But... <laughs> Ooh, are you throwing shade there? The, yes, I am. I thought so. So we have very unique color of roads. 
it's, it's very beautiful. I, I love our tarmac. So this is an American nomination. So yes, this is on private residential land, but also this mm-hmm. isn't on, it, it, it's as far as off they could take it. And I think this comes down to, if you're a local reviewer, what's your streets like? Are they safe to walk around in? Would this be safe? Do people in your areas like this just walk on along the side of the road there instead of, because where else are they going to walk if they've got to right. not drive somewhere? Yep. This is what my have... neighborhood, this is what my neighborhood looks like. We have sidewalks on the main part of our neighborhood that connects to the main road. But when you get into my subdivision, it looks like this. There, there is one part that there's a sidewalk on, but most of them look like this. There's no sidewalk. And, and I, you, this it, is better be the supporting photo for this nomination as well. Is yeah. all I wanna, <laughs> is the final thing I want to say. That's right. I, I think what we're coming up to is a cautionary tale of what you upgrade and what you don't. This is one that should be left to the local reviewers because they're going to know better than someone four or five states away or a half the world away. So I think there are some things that are nuanced enough that you have to leave it to your local reviewers and you just have to have the patience to wait it out for six to eight months to get reviewed versus sending this after it's rejected to on appeal because Niantic may not see it the way your local reviewers see it. Yeah. So looking at it for me, not from the U S and not having that many little free libraries here, I'm imagining it as a gym with 10, 15 people crowded around it would cause issues. And possibly if the little free library is put there by the previous owner of the home and new persons moved in, they might get peeved at a sudden gathering of a lot of people out the front of the house that they don't really want because little free library, I imagine you have one person or a few people at a time come and swap books and then leave. Whereas you'll get people there for a raid hanging around for maybe 20 minutes waiting for it to start. Oh, doing Jay. Raid, then going. Jay, you know, nobody, so. nobody raids in person anymore. It's all remote raids. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody raids in person anymore. EXAs will come back at some point. Some point. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that <laughs> make, you, you make a great point there. Um, if the owner of the residence or whoever lives there or whatever business is there, we can't see it. If they're fine with people pulling in there, let's. you're right. Let's say they move and someone else pulls in and they're like, what are all these people doing here? And they may not be okay with it. So that's a, that's a really valid point. That's when the shovel comes out very quickly and right. it gets removed. Right. But but for me, I'm, I'm kind of with Jay on this one in particular, and that's why I was saying that in the forum here, there's not an example of one on a public sidewalk. I, I do understand not every neighborhood has one, but I'm more inclined if there's a sidewalk to put that through and then this one kind of question it. But also, if the library, if the little free library is out there, even on private residence, they're inviting people to come there. So the trespassing question about that, I, I'm a little less concern but come here kitties we have free books <laughs> see when you say books it's not creepy if you say candy then you're driving a van with no windows well and I, and tintino comes from a place of education so yes and we know that because something we haven't released yet so oh spoilers you're you're teasing again lachlan all right so the next one so is we're gonna we're gonna start speeding through this jamal yeah because these ones are pretty you know here and there Yep. So this one, um, it's a, it's a picture of what looks to be a two-story apartment or potentially a, a hotel. And the orientation is not great. It's not the greatest picture. 
Um, and it, you know, it, it could be a single family home. It could be a multifamily home. I'm not sure. Um, but it's a shared wall and there's art below it. This is not the greatest nomination to me. This one this here, is the I'm supporting hoping, photo. This yeah, is I was going to say, I'm hoping photo. this is a supporting photo because if it's the main photo, I, I, I can't go there with them. I'm pretty lean because when the, it comes you to can tell things. where they cropped it in here yeah. that it's got the yep. waters on the left. And I think what's important, what Tintino was telling us with this one is it's important to kind of understand what you're looking at and give the, the, the reviewer a little more context, but. You so know. T- basically Tintino says, if you see post boxes with different numbers on the same thing, or like a, or like a wall of post boxes in one indicating it's a shared residence, uh, that means you can ignore the private residential part. Uh, then the mural is on the outside of this wall and it meets the criteria. Mm-hmm. So as long as you don't believe that mural will be temporary, you're good to go. It's basically what he said. Yep. Now Lachlan, so, what, I, what, what I see next is a gazebo without a roof or a pavilion without a roof. You want to tell me? I about see a one? playground. That's not the waste spot nomination. <laughs> or I see a, I, I see a playground that is already in the game and we're trying to get a second POI in a separate S2 cell. That's what no, I, I think see. this is this this looks like the supporting photo for the playground. Okay, go ahead. Take this one. So this submission was of the park, so the center of the park is the playground. Uh, in a shared use area of an apartment or a complex. Since these are not single family dwellings, these types of nominations are eligible and make great waste spots. But remember Eligibility does not equate to acceptance. The stories it tells matters too. So, Tentino has just said for the third time, the more you Jamal your nomination, the higher chance you are to get it approved. Sorry, Sea Princess. It hurts me to say as well. So we won't dwell into that too much because it's basically a playground in a shared residence. Should meet the criteria and it's a pretty cool looking playground. So bonus criteria, let's go rapid fire through this. Okay. So firstly, we have the censored malls. So large shopping centers or strip malls can be cultural hubs because strip is not allowed to be typed even by moderators on the forum. I love that they censored themselves. That's amazing. Even outlet stores can be likened to a tourist destination. People flock hours away for weekend trips to these locations, giving regional locations recognition. Some strip malls contain outdoor plazas or local businesses, which might not just be visually unique or have enough interest on their own but as a collection they make an interesting place to visit or socialize with others a single fast food restaurant for instance may rarely be eligible but if there's a strip mall that features one or more establishments that draws crowd the plaza sign should be an adequate nomination my lord <laughs> this explains Woo! so counter suit this is why your strip mall got approved basically it's, oh. it's an american australian equivalent i love this for everybody who is listening to the sound of my voice on this podcast, please, please, please go to the forums and go to page four of six and look at the nomination picture. This is something that I have historically given one stars to, but I know eight of these that I can think of in my head right now that this weekend, these will get nominated, Lachlan. I am so excited. I can't wait. I might use all my 40 this weekend. The only one of these I've actually submitted and got approved um, is one in which the sign itself is visually unique. Like it has a light installation built into it. So I hit multiple criteria, but no, I hundred percent get you. I've got stuff I want to submit from this throughout the week. And this is just going to be my ammunition for it. So let's go Jay then Maddie. What's your takes on just shopping mall signs being acceptable locations now? It definitely seems to have changed a lot. I think most people were probably one starring them because they didn't think any criteria. I see Hat meets some now based on what they've said, but 
like I say, it's adequate. It's not amazing, so you'd have to make it pretty good <laughs> for them to still go in. So for me, I've, I've always actually thought that they should be good nominations. There are often times where these are meeting places and you're not going to put necessarily every single business and they may not be, each of the businesses in there may not be unique, but the area itself is where people come together, whether they're meeting to go shopping or to one of the restaurants that might be in the plaza. So I'm actually excited to see that this is something that we're moving forward with and have this clarification on the criteria. All right, and rapid fire, we'll come to the next two. I'm going to lump them together. And this is because I, I want to talk about the roofless gazebo and also the legless gazebo. Uh, so let's start with the picnic tables without roofs, which historically and barbecue areas has been something that people just say no to. So, of course, picnic tables should be a part of this discussion. They are a great place for socialization and may encourage exploration as one looks for a place to rest and eat. While these may not be bolted or cemented into the ground, it is easy to see with the grass underneath them a weather down due to heavy use, indicating that they have been in this location for a significant amount of time. If they're close together, then it can constitute one nomination, but if they're on the other sides of the park with significant distance between them, you might be able to constitute for another waste spot nomination. So I think, Jay, let's start with you. What do you think yeah, this is so, going to do? Because I, I know the UK is really opposed to putting roofs on things. So <laughs> We do have a few roofs on picnic tables, but yeah, there's a lot of picnic tables that seem like they would have been marked as temporary before because, like I said, they're not bottled down. They could be picked up and moved in theory. But I see them coming under great place for socialization in some cases. Obviously, not all picnic tables are going to be good. But yeah, I've nominated some picnic areas myself where they have been bolted down and taken that as my uh, indication they're permanent and they're going to stay. Yeah, well, I think this is great. And there's a few areas around me which I can now safely use some evidence to point to. And uh, Maddie, what, what are you, what's your take on this? Because I think they've always should have been acceptable, but there was always this guidelines of if it doesn't have a roof, don't bother. Well, I definitely agree that they should be put in as acceptable nominations and then become points of interest. However, what that may lead to is every single picnic table at every single campsite in every single campground becoming, uh, you know, put in as well. So you know, wash your mouth out with soap, camping. Wash your mouth out. There's nothing Jamal's already planned the three. So like this example here, there's clearly three S2 cells that go through it and Jamal's going to submit them all. Of course, they are far enough apart. For Jamal, at least, not for me. This this would be the picnic tables cluster, or like the eastern cluster of picnic tables, or however you would want to differentiate it around the park. So, Lachlan, can I ask you a question? One, Maddie, no. number two. Maddie, I want to ask you this question, right? You live in North Carolina, where I live. Now, would you consider it... I mean, let me phrase this the correct way. Let's say... I was sitting on this picnic table and there was a bug and I needed to pick up the picnic table and move it about 10 meters to get away from the anthill. Would that be acceptable? So for me, this is where we get into funny issues with picnic tables, right? The, the metal ones that are a little bit lighter that feel like you can move them around a little bit are a little bit sketchy for me, but the ones in the picture here, the wooden ones at campsites, parks, a little bit sturdier and look like they belong there and have probably been there for quite a while. 
I'm no. sure Heracross Boss and myself could move one about three and a half meters if necessary. I'm just saying, if we wanted to move it away from an anthill so it didn't attack a small child and then have it placed there. That's, is, is your anthill actually just way. the S2 cell boundaries? Oh, Lachlan, I would, I would, would never, I would never manipulate the game. Jay, did you hear that? He's he's questioning my integrity there, Jay. Did you hear that? Well, it's an anthill you're willing to die on S2 cell placement, so. I see what he did there. Uh, I'll, don't worry. I'll, I'll just send uh, Tintino a message. I'll uh, let him know. Just keep so it on Jay, blame Jamal's picnic tables. Jay, there's one thing that um, I don't tell Lachlan about some of my nominations because I know Lachlan can be kind of a narc. Uh, I made the mistake of telling Lachlan about a fire station that had a gym in my local area, and he looked it up on the Wayfarer app. And when I went over there, it was gone. Now, I'm not saying it's it, it shouldn't have been gone because it should, but it's just really coincidental that I mentioned it to Lachlan and all of a sudden it's gone now. So, Jay, just letting you know, there's some nominations I don't tell Lachlan about. I'm probably with Lachlan on that one. And I won't Thank tell you about you. them either. <laughs> so all I'm hearing is I need to just go to the mission creator in Ingress and type the word fire station in over the state of North Carolina and just go to town. <laughs> Well, if it is the fire station, yes, let's get it out of there. But yes, my local fire station is a very, very large building. And there is a beautiful, beautiful is it mural. a shared residence. Beautiful mural on the side of it. And it is nowhere near the entrance or exit where any of the emergency vehicles go. So it's iffy, and I understand, and I can accept that being the answer. But I hate that that mural is not really eligible to make it into the game just because it happens to be on the side of the fire station completely away from the driveway. Well, you have All right. and for four reasons. So for our last nomination, which is something I'm sure I would feature in call of the week. Normally I'm going to, I'm just going to read what we've got and we'll, we'll get to it at the end. Parks are definitely eligible waste spot nominations. hundred percent agree. Even whether official name stones or signs indicating it's a park, but clearly still parks. Even though the appeals team rejects my signs of the park where there's no other sign for that park, but I, I won't hold them to it. Similar to the one below, it's fine to place the pin in the middle of the park. Oh, Jamal, that's it, in the <laughs> middle of the park. Not to the middle, five meters to the left. You've got to go to the dead middle of the park. Well, is is this is this the let's call Jamal out episode? That's let's that's just kinda, blame Jamal episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling a little tacked on this episode here, just a little bit. Similar to the one below, it's fine to place the pin in the middle of the park and then take the main photo that captures as much of the park as possible. <sighs> Keep in mind that signage or other obvious focal points are preferred but not necessary. <laughs> How many more trees and random patches of oh. grass will we see on reviews now? <laughs> now, again, you can't add a park <laughs> to a park that already has way spots. This is if your local park has just a bunch of grass and there's nothing else going on. All right? Jamal? See, why do I only feel like Only if I'm there's be- no other way spots in the park I'm is this a good a- idea. I am being attacked here. I knew be- you were going to go to a park which already had way spots and say, it's just the park. I may be looking yes. at it on IATC right now. I don't know. Let's yes. just, just just say that. A good nomination will provide evidence that the location is intended to be used as a park or open-use recreational space. If signage is created after the nomination gets accepted, then edits can be made to the photo and the location. So what they're saying is, get it in, 
do what Niantic literally did this week where they imported a bunch of basketball courts but named them parks and fix it later? Now, what concerns me is that people are going to selectively ignore what Niantic has written here. People or Jamal? It is people. Okay, good. Pin in the middle of the park is what they're saying. So if you put it anywhere else, I will location edit it. That's that's rule one. Pin in the middle of the park. You're going to get location edited. Keep in mind that other signage and other focal points are preferred. So if you have them, do them. Or it will be marked as a duplicate. And try and get as much of the park in the photo as possible. Don't just submit a photo of a tree and call it a day. If your supporting photo doesn't show me the entire park, you're getting a one star from me. In cases like this, where the live animal is not the focus of the photo, I will probably not use that one star, but Jamal will still be hovering over it. Let's start with Matty G. Go. Talk. So every open patch of grass is now a park without a sign? I, I have an idea of how right I way. want to do my supporting photo. I want to do... My supporting photos might be like those hybrid collages where it's got Google Maps showing the park and a pin in the center of the park and then showing in context. I think that's going to be the best way to do it. You know, show the park in a photo and then collage it with the Google Maps to show it's actually got park designation. Maddie, I'm going to make waste spots from here to Clayton. I've got ideas about these open green spaces. And make sure you take the photos yourself and try to make them look nice because you'll be sending these to people as stickers, as gifts. You'll be making links off them. Just remember what they'll be used for. And uh, Jay, for our last, what the, like, this is like the big <laughs> mic drop moment from them, like trees. Yeah, like I said, I think we see enough trees and random patches of grass on Wayfarer anyway, uh, coal. I think we needed more particularly i've been to parks and thought oh yes i'll submit this and there's nothing there and i've just asked the local council whoever manages the park can we have a sign and they're generally quite obliging and then that's your way spot there yeah. so that would be my advice to anyone that's got a park that's just pretty barren for way spots but you know we've got to think of the rural players this is going to be great I for you where players. your <laughs> don't have that much money like, oh, you know, like the rural players, you know, like, I only have five Pokestops in my community. <laughs> like, unlike the rural players, like, I went to New York. Why does my city not have that many way spots? <laughs> There's different types of rural players. But, like, we have to think about them. And I think this is Niantic saying this is what you can do if you live in a barren air wasteland with a little bit of green space. Um, but, wow, that was a lot to cover. But yeah. I still want to do one bit of coal. But first, let's have a very quick break so Jamal can throw in his dad jokes. And I'll catch you guys in a minute. Hey, this is Sea Princess H&B. You're listening to Wayspotters. This is Jesse, and you are listening to the Wayspotters podcast with your hosts, Jamal and Lachlan. Oh, Jamal, your dad jokes are the worst. I just found out the company that makes yardsticks won't be making them any longer. 
Did you hear about the corduroy pillowcase? Yeah, it's making headlines. Why is cold water so insecure? Because it's never been called hot. What's a pirate's favorite work content? A webinar. What did the fried rice say to the shrimp? Don't walk away from me. Why did the candle quit his job? He was burned out. I walked past a farm the other day and a sign said, duck, eggs. I thought that was an unnecessary comma and then it hit me. Alright, thank you for listening to Jamal's Dad Jokes. Were they interesting this week? Can I tell you a neat trick for when you're listening to the Dad Jokes? You might want to rewind and try this. Listen to them at your podcast player's 0.8 or 1.2 times speed. It makes them infinitely more funny. Because Jamal gets slowed down if you go at 0.8 and the punchline takes longer. Or it can be really quick and you're like, what the hell is going on? It's just... Anyway... That's a nice little like ad hoc if you decide to listen to these episodes at a later date. Do it at the 0.8 or the 1.2 speeds. Lachlan, before we go to Cole, before we play the, the, the intro for Cole, I need to ask Jay one question. Jay, how do you feel about Lachlan's infatuation with all things England and, and Queen Lizzie? How do you feel about that? And is it okay that he calls her Queen Lizzie? Uh, I think she'd be fine with Queen Lizzie. I'm not much of a royalist myself. I think Australians sometimes more royalists than we are. So. All right, let's go ahead and let's play the sounder for the call of the week. Call of the week, 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 call of the week. Definitely just a Doctor Who ripoff. So this is our only call that we're talking about this week. We've spoken about a lot of interesting nominations, but I wanted to talk about one that was posted by Agent X in the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon joint. It's as little as $1 a month. Uh, Coal Channel. And this is one which I don't think Niantic could wiggle their way around getting approved. So... It's, he actually posted this before we started recording, and it's very convenient for me because it was about eight hours before we started recording. I'm going to describe the first photo here. It's a photo of a Zapdos in a bathroom. Now, interesting AR photo. Uh, but what's the um, the t- title and description of this one? Jay, do you want to take that? Uh, have you got it? Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, this one. Uh, so the title is the old church van. Apparently, <laughs> wait, isn't this a photo of a Zapdos? <laughs> oh no, the description's better to tell you what it is. It's van, apparently, in total. All right, well, Maddie uh... G, maybe their supporting photo <laughs> is going to give us some help here. Can you help us out? Well, Deoxys is riding in the passenger seat of a vehicle, and it doesn't appear to be a van. 
So, what? Jamal, make sense of this for me. It's What's not a va- it's not a van down by the river. So, I actually am am extremely. Um, I don't know what the heck I'm looking at. We got we've got two legendaries. Uh, the well, old one church mythical, band. one legendary. Well, yeah, one mythical, one legendary. I actually have no idea what I'm looking at here. This is clearly coal. I'm trying to think how I can turn this into a live animal, but I'm not sure I can. Um, yeah. So for the Lachlan context, I have done a little bit of investigative Googling and I typed in the street address here. And interestingly, it's across the road from a church and that the marker appears to be in the backyard of someone's house. Who would have thought? <laughs> but there is a church across the road, so... I guess they're close. Points for creativity, I guess. But do we want to guess how many waste spots are at the church? I'm going to guess the church, the playground, and the sign. Jay? Yeah, I'd go with three as well. Church, notice board, maybe a significant grave. Okay. And Maddie, how many waste spots? No, there. Each piece of playground equipment is nominated as well, so there might be seven. Well, survey says there is three. We have the church playground. Yes, which looks very <laughs> familiar to that shared residential playground photo from earlier. <laughs> a link? I think not. Uh, the sign for the church yes. could be taken at a much closer location. And the church pavilion. So what I'm noticing is there's a significant lack of the church itself being a way spot. And they've gone to this much effort. Why are they nominating the van at their house? Like, <laughs> That's a just go across question. the road. There is a big building. And I may have pulled this up with S2 markers near it. And I can see that there is three S2 cells that the church building itself is in. And you could probably get some legitimate things in here. So Lachlan, that's the Jamal trifecta. The playground, the sign, and the and the steeple of the church. That's the that drives people crazy when I get the Jamal trifecta, but that's what I go for. Playgrounds and churches is a very strange thing for me. Like we don't really have that over here. You know, your kids go to the service or the playground itself is a little play pit inside the church hall, not outside. Lachlan, I live in the South where we have more churches than Starbucks in Seattle. Right, Ugh. Maddie G? Back me up there. For sure. There's a church but literally churches on every are good corner. Places of, like, they're good places to meet up and you can host them out for weddings and they, they're focal points of the community. I don't think you can host... Oh, I'm sure there is a Starbucks where people have got married, so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but on that note, Jamal, I think that's the show. So I want to give a huge thanks to our special guests, Maddie G and Trainer J for coming on and helping me surprise Jamal because I always love not giving him the show notes that I have prepared for discussion. And it's really easy when Niantic writes the show notes for you. If you want to know how you can support the show going forward, uh, as little as $1 a month, you can support us on Patreon. And if you get the year annual plan, you save 10%. So you're only paying about $10 a year, which is really great. Other ways you can support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes, Spotify on the mobile app. Five stars, Jamal, are the... The best stars. 
And I think there's more to say. I'm sure Jamal would want to say a number for you to leave a voicemail on, but I would rather you just send us a voice message over Twitter. Or you can email us a voice message at info at wayspotters.com. Is it info? It's wayspotters at pokemonprofessor.com. Okay. Or you can email us that voice memo at wayspotters at pokemonprofessor.com. I personally would love to see if you sent us some coal on Twitter, or if you became a patron, you can send it to our coal-only channel like Agent X did for this week's feature. We've got an amazing show coming up. It might be the next show you hear from Jamal and I, but you will know it when it starts playing, because we didn't number it when we recorded it. And I just want to say another huge thank you to Jay and Maddie G for joining us today and giving us you know, some other takes, because... It's a long show and a lot of content to get through, so it helps to have other people to bounce off than just Jamal saying, more things to nominate. All the shade. I'm glad it's nighttime here because there is a lot of shade going around this episode. And if you're listening to this in Australia, happy Father's Day. It is 11pm when this is releasing and still technically Father's Day. And on that note, as always, may your waste spot nominations get through the appeals process. All the best. See you guys.